can't go around knowing that there's these risks without taking care of that. And that was my drive and my passion is I wanted to make sure people were taken care of. Welcome to the Glock and Talk Audio Encounter. Good morning. Good morning, Sadie. Hello. We're here with Dale King, of course, and the wonderful, always so supportive... Lord of the Insurance. Donna <laughs> Woolery. Good morning. Good neighbor. Morning. Yeah. yeah. Neighbor. Yeah. It's good to be down in this neighborhood. Yeah, it is good. Come on down south. You're up there in the north end. <laughs> I know. One block away. Two streets away. up. Two streets up. <laughs> So Donna, come right here and mix it up with the river rats. I can already tell how this is going to go. Everybody's in a silly mood today. Maybe it's the donuts. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. Um, So Donna's here with us today to tell us uh, a little bit about her business down here. Are you still considered? Is it still considered in Bonyfield? It is. Yeah, Bonyfield actually goes all the way up to actually where Stephen Harris is building. He's still considered Bony Fiddle oh, area. Okay. He's considered a lot of things, Stephen Harris. That is true. <laughs> we need to get him on here too sometime. Yeah. That's enough about Stephen. He'll, he'll get his day in the sun. That's right. So Donna, just go ahead and start off by telling us about your business. What do you do? So I sell insurance. Uh, I'm a farmer's insurance agent actually. And um, I've been, this is my 20th year. That was my next question. 20th year. And um I first started out in Wheelersburg and was right across from the post office and decided, well, Wheelersburg, you know, I think I need to go back back to Portsmouth. Your roots. My roots. So I moved down to 3rd and Gay and was housed where it's the Shawnee State Ministry building right there on the corner. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know it. I was there with... Across from Notre Dame, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I was there for a while and uh, the partner that I went in there with, he took one side. He was a uh, stockbroker. And I kept the other side. It was good for both of us. Well, he died, and so I had to move. Mm-hmm. And I thought, golly, I really want to buy a building. And I always enjoyed the building that I bought over there on the corner of Fourth and Market because it used to be an insurance claims office oh. before I bought it. And it sat empty for a long time. And I thought, you know, I don't need to be on 52. I don't need to be on 23 because my mentors before said, if you offer a, a phenomenal product, if you offer phenomenal service, people will come find you. You don't need be on the main drag. Mm-hmm. That's not a necessity. Sounded great to me because I went and bought the building and thought, this <laughs> Gave is you good. A good excuse. Gave me yeah. a good excuse. Yeah. It was a Just good, what I wanted to hear. It was a good price uh, until I got in it and realized I had to You're replace right. the heat and replace the plumbing and replace mm-hmm. the roof and you name it and do it. But it was a good building and it's an old building. It's 150 years old. Wow. And I, I need to come spent down spent a and- fortune on it. Check it out. You do. You need to come. Because if everybody thinks about my building, they always think about, if I say, do you remember where the Leaning House was? People will automatically, the older folks will remember where the Leaning House was. There was a house that was in the side yard that leaned. Oh. And so everybody knew where the Leaning House was. Yeah. So I've been there for 
15 years now. 15 wow. years I've been there. Cool. And you're in there all by yourself. Then. And they're all by myself. Of course, I have I have staff. Right. But um, it's just cool. me. I don't have any other room. I'd like to build on. And then when you start looking at prices of building on, you're like, Lord, I could raise the building and build a brand new building for what right. I would do for building on. So I love the history down here. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people, I mean, we've had Tim Wolf on here, but... Pat, the building that Patty's and Pines is in yeah. and the building that he bought before that that totally fell to the ground you know like yeah that's an unfortunate event but if you can get your hands on one of these buildings down here and help build up Second Street help build up Bony Fiddle like we always talk about it, it's going to definitely turn the town around it's a labor of love because mm -hmm. when I came here I can remember when the only thing really still here was Helen's Bakery mm -hmm. Market Street Hardware and Market Street Cafe was was coming in to play mm -hmm. and you know every, all those other buildings just sat empty and there wasn't a whole lot on 2nd Street and I thought this has always been a cyclical portion of the town I'm like but it's right it's I consider it the hub it, you come right, right. into it mm -hmm. you got the river right here mm -hmm. so I love to see the movement where people are coming in here and there's you can't well, buy this area is way cooler than Chillicothe Street <laughs> yeah it is like Chillicothe like you consider downtown I mean, as soon as you start going down to Chillicothe Street, that's downtown. Mm -hmm. yeah. But, like, there's nothing there to buy. Right. There's banks right. and whatever else is headed down there. I don't even know. Frankenstein's. But if you want somewhere... Yeah, Frankenstein's. <laughs> um, but if you want somewhere cool to, like, go walk around, shop, bon like, Second Street, Boney Fiddle is definitely... Main Street's the place to be. It is. I can walk wherever to have lunch. Go to the hairdressers, mm -hmm. get your nails done, right. come here and work out. I right. mean, there is so much down here. I'm excited for this whole section down here. Every now and then I think, oh, gosh, maybe I should sell and just go build a bigger place. No, I'm yeah. just going to stay right here. I love it here. I love the neighbors here. People look out for one another. Oh, yeah. It's a good It's a good location. Right. I was That was going to be my next thing. How much has this area changed since you've moved down here? A ton. Because, like I said, there was nothing sitting there right. down the street in Market. Like, good Lord, there's nothing down there. there there's, there's nowhere to go. There's, ghost no, town. there's no, like, no market right. to go to. No. Yeah. And, you know, Woolahan's had gone out, and Valley was going was moving in at that time. And, you know, uh, Kevin and Leanne Abner owned the Kennel Lodge. They were working on their building, working on their building, working on their building. Mm -hmm. I thought, gosh, are we ever going to see mm -hmm. anybody else be able to? Because it, it's a true labor of love, especially mm -hmm. when you use your cash reserves and don't go borrow any yeah. to do it. Oh, and I never yeah. borrowed Taking anything. it right out of your ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then it's like, then you, then you really start shopping for, mm-hmm, them shingles on that roof, uh, <laughs> I believe I can save me 13 cents per square foot if I go down and find the... That's right. It's, it's a big difference between a bank loan and your own... You're not kidding. Man. You're not kidding. So I I have respect for everybody that has bought a building in this area mm -hmm. and, and done exactly what they said they were going to do and don't just let them sit. Right. That's that's the thing. Like everybody, The momentum is like shifting so much, and we know a couple people that are buying buttons, and it's like, what can I do? I need an excuse. Like, what can I come up with? Because yeah. I really want one. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you have to see it through, you know, and make sure it's going to be a profitable, bus profitable business for Second Street and for Portsmouth. Because yeah. you don't want it to just turn around and, and go away either. So, tell us about how you the relationship of Dale and Donna. Oh, it's pretty, oh. It's pretty oh. phenomenal. Because, let me tell you, my first encounter with Dale was when he was over at um, 
Fitness Plus. Fitness Plus. And I would watch him, and I'd be like, what is he doing? And I'd tell my girlfriend, I'd say, I said, listen to those noises. And what is he doing? He's watching in the mirror. And I'm like, so I just introduced myself, and I'm like, what is it that you're doing? So he tells me he's doing kettlebells. He's doing it. And I'm like, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking, I don't know. I don't think I could ever do something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I love what you're doing, and I support all that, and I hope it does phenomenally well. Mm-hmm. But that just looks like a lot of work. Yeah. A lot so, of work. And, and so he decided to move out on his own. And I said, hmm, I think I could probably give that a try. Yeah. And said, I am terrible. I will be your disruptive person in the classroom. <laughs> yes. I have to have one-on-one because I'm a talker. Right. And I don't want to bother other people when they're working out. Mm-hmm. So when you got one-on-one with Dale, great. Let me let me write you a check once a month. Yeah. I show that's great. Whatever, how it works. I don't show. You still get paid. Let me cut you that check once a month, and we'll do it and hack it out early. What time can you do it in the morning? Because yep. I get up early. Yep. And by God, we do it at 5 o'clock in the morning. And it was cold as hell in the wintertime, hot as hell in the summertime. <laughs> but it was, um, it's been such a privilege and an honor to watch him go from there to what he has become today. Mm. Well, thank you. And our first dollar I was gonna say is from Donna. And like, framed, on the, framed on the wall. It's like one of those things where I always like, tell you if you build it they will come kind of thing blah 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 which is not necessarily true all the time but at the time and you know the story's been told like I had a $300 rent and I was like oh man I hope I can and Don's like I wasn't really having clients or anything she's like you want to train me I was like yeah cool basically on Donna's personal training my rent was paid Um, and then so I'd get up five o'clock in the morning train donna go right into work then end of the day come back work out and do the one class a day that we offered at the time and that was august of 2010 it's amazing to see seven years ago and you've grown so quick i mean it's it's maybe other people don't think so that way but i do i think wow look where he has gone from cranking it out down there and struggling and getting it done and going to work and coming back and I'd say what is it that you want to do Dale he said one day I want to be able to not go out there to work anymore and have this as my main wow business. that was like a like that was a major dream that's like saying I want to play in the NFL too yeah like, but uh yeah that was crazy it was awesome and I thought well you're you you will be able to do that because there's sometimes you can sit back and I've watched a lot of people open businesses and and I've always been a supporter if you're a local person and I know you I will be your biggest advocate and help you in any way I can and I'd love to see there's people that have dreams and you can see where Mm -hmm. their dreams are and you know that they're going to do it Dale's a a taskmaster he if I say hey I'm going to do this he gets in there and does it and he's done it everything he said he's going to do he's done and so I knew that. Back Thank then. you. Enough about me. <laughs> but we could go on forever. We but. could talk about you forever. <laughs> Insert eye rolling emoji. <laughs> this is about you. Oh, well. Um, so, here we are. It's 2017. Mm-hmm. And what, what do we need... If you were going to give advice to somebody that's owning their own business, maybe even in the insurance field... What are some keys to success that it would that it takes to be a good business owner and a, and a good business owner in the insurance industry? Um, I like to think that my mentors are really the ones that help me. People that I 
didn't even expect to step up to be those mentors. Simple phone call to me once a week saying, hey, mm-hmm. you're doing this and you're doing that and you just keep on going because it's an emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm. You're th- you get to a point you're thinking, oh my God, I'm shutting these doors. I'm not, I can't make it. I can't make mm-hmm. payroll. I can't do this. But you just keep on going. And it's you have to have those relationships with other people. Um, that you can bounce some ideas off of, even if it's people that are not even in the same industry. If you've got other business owners that, that have felt the pain themselves mm-hmm. and you can talk to them about it, it makes it a whole the ride a whole lot easier. Mm-hmm. And 20 years now, I've been in insurance for 26 years now, so I still have the same people, even, even though um, some of them passed away. But my mm-hmm. clients have been business owners and mentors, mm-hmm. and the ones I started out with 20 years ago when I went out on my own, um, are still with me today, and I'm pretty fortunate with that. But I think it's probably the relationship portion mm-hmm. of it. And you have to go outside your comfort level, and you have to go out and meet people mm-hmm. and go knock on the doors. I make right. an effort all the time to always go out and introduce myself to people that have bought buildings here. Not I don't. I'm not going in to to get yeah. their business. Right. I'm going in because I want to meet who they are and mm-hmm. say, "Man, I'm glad you're down here. Yeah. I'm glad you've come along with the ride. This yeah. is great. This is because we're all stronger because of what everything mm-hmm. around you surrounds you with. So that's if you can make some great relationships and have some mentors and just hang in there. That's <laughs> you meet the half the battle there. Because in the day, I mean, everyone has to have some sort of insurance. Yeah. And you know, I don't, I don't want to say it's a commodity, but you're going to choose the person to get to buy insurance from that you have the best relationship with. Yeah. And if no one, no one knows who you are, or no one knows what you, you know, what you stand for, and all that stuff, then. I'm going to go to somebody else. Because it's not always about price. A lot of people think, well, gosh, they get out there and they shop it and they're pray- they don't know. It's it's about, we will have people stay with us and say, hey, gosh, we know you're not the cheapest, but your, your freaking service mm-hmm. here is off the chart. We can Because they can contact any one of us on mm-hmm. our cell phone. They can reach us by Facebook Messenger. They can, however they want to contact us, that we make it available to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can call my house at any time. I, I don't care. Mm-hmm. And because we educate our clients. And that's what our clients appreciate. They are like, they don't want to hear the bullshit right. and be lied to and get something stuffed down their throat. Mm-hmm. They want to know where their exposure is. And it's a lot of times they don't know where it's at. We will pull that out and show them and ask them true questions. And people are like... God, I've had a, I had a guy that said, just said yesterday, he said, I've had my same agent for 30 years. He's never once sat down and talked to me about any of this. I said, well, what we bring to the table, the value we bring, is because we force you to see us once a year at mm-hmm. least and have mm-hmm. a checkup. Because it's my job to make sure that we don't have any gaps for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and like, I'll never, like when we bought this building, uh, I reached out to you because I didn't know what the hell. I still don't know what the hell I need right. for insurance-wise. And... For one part of it, you couldn't cover it through your company, and then you found me somebody who could. Yeah, which was yeah. Typically, you don't. <laughs> no, and that's and that's it. People are like, "God, you're selling it away." I'm like, "Well, if I can't offer it, eventually, maybe I'll get a carrier where I can bring mm-hmm. that back in and circle back in." But people will remember that mm-hmm. because how helpful you were. They are just flabbergasted that you're not out there cutting the guy down the street. And right. having a war with them. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. I, I will never cut another agent and say, they're, what I do is just show where gaps are. Right. And people will figure that out on mm-hmm. their own yeah. where their agent lacked. I'm not going to badmouth them because we all have bad days. And there's yeah. no, no sense in that. We all can get along together. And if I can 
help somebody else. My my goal is to help the client. Right. Nothing else. Because mm-hmm. it's not about dollars for me. It's always been, I have to take care of people. Mm-hmm. No matter which way it is, whether I win it, I don't win it, I've got to make sure that they're taken care of. Right. And I will leave a appointment still to this day and say, whether you decide to come with me or you want to stay with your agent, well, at least talk to your agent about these gaps that you've got right now. So how much do, how, do you think you're in the product business or the service business? Hmm. Or what's that split? Man. Boom. Questions. A, Get oh, some. Man. Doozy. You think I don't know about insurance? Come on. <laughs> I'm going to say 80% of it's service. 20% is probably the product. I will always figure out the problem and the, the product that you need. Mm-hmm. But if you... Oak Williams made a statement to me one day. He said, I wish more people in business had this have the service like what you have he said you are by far somebody who stays on top of it and looks at everything 50 ways from sunday mm-hmm. and i was like wow i appreciate that statement because there's some days yeah. you think Good right, Lord, no one, right no one gives a damn i'm getting out you know you just think that sometimes and when you get the people that truly appreciate you they refer you more business than you can ever mm-hmm. possibly imagine yeah. that you're ever going to get and you you earn the respect yeah. of other people that they they get what mm-hmm. you do mm-hmm. and they know Oak said he said you have a passion for insurance and what you're doing he said you're not just a salesperson well, yeah makes you feel good that does because that's always been me is it's a passion I got very lucky when I thought oh lord I'm not going to teach school that's what I went to school for and I right. went and did student teaching I'm like I'm going to kill one of these kids mm-hmm. you can't even paddle them this is ridiculous right. and I went and got a temp job working for State Farm yep. I thought oh my god I love this why didn't I know about this before yeah. right. and got very very lucky that's awesome well I think that's too like our uh, our co-host in absentia Tim like that's my, uh, my parents just bought a new car and uh, like my dad's my dad has literally bought vehicles. His, his he's gonna be eighty in January. Man, bought vehicles good. his whole like old school like when Tej Frank Tej had a dealership right up the street. Um, bought vehicles his whole life, and uh, so he told me he's looking for a car. Da, 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 da. So I said, let me let me talk to Tim, and he said, Tim made it of any. It was the easiest. He made it easy. He made it easy. <laughs> he made it easy. <laughs> it was like. Dad didn't have to do anything. Brought the car out there to him. Signed the paperwork. Yeah. Did the whole deal. And Dad said, like, it was the first time. Like, he's gotten good service before. But, like, mm-hmm. yeah. he will never forget that car that he bought. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the difference you can make. And, you know, you're not just a car salesman or an insurance salesman. Um, it's the service that you can provide that's really going to make the, that's it. the difference. And especially for longstanding customers and reoccurring reoccurring customers that's that's where your bread and butter is it's to get the repeat i've got a client that's like 104 years old wow and i have all his children insured yep and i'm like man i'm gonna be so i'm like you guys need some more get some green yeah kids. you know yeah. I, I it's generational i get all of them passed down mm-hmm. so it's amazing that you watch that because when you first start out you think gosh i'm never going to get that but mm-hmm. it's a building process and as long as you keep doing the right things for the right reasons it all falls into place it always feels good when you're dealing with someone because like in the car business you can always have bad service and the insurance it's like man does this person really care about me but you feel like 
Donna's not just selling me insurance. She's like my sister. She wants what's best for me, you know, or like my mom or like Tim with your dad. Like, it's like he's another son. Like, I'm not going to, you know. So, and that's something that really draw Drew, Will and I to staying here in Portsmouth. It's like, not only do you have friends that care about you, but the community cares about you. And I think that that's super special. Uh, and something great about Portsmouth that people tend to forget right. when they're packing their bags up and heading out. Like, you're not going to get that same service no. like you get right here. I, I'm, that's why I stay here. I have mm-hmm. other offices in other locations, and there's still nothing like Portsmouth. Mm-hmm. There's still nothing like it. It's the people. Right. That is, it's the glue. And it's, it's nice to see the younger ones, because I consider Dale younger. It's nice <laughs> to see the younger ones pushing through and, and coming up because as we get older you're thinking oh my gosh who's going to replace right, these, going? these people that are driving this yeah yep that's definitely true and like we said at the beginning like the momentum is shifting so much and bringing I mean I know you consider Dale young but for third and court you're you're the oldie in our business yeah how, who's the youngest are you the youngest I'm the young, well uh, I think Connor, Connor and yeah. I Connor, you, Connor's you like 22, 23. Okay, yeah. Like, so he's, yeah. So he's. You're the grandma. Technically, yeah. I'm like his grandma <laughs> since I'm 26. But, um, so it's like we need more people like us. And Dale is our mentor. He's already, yeah. like you said, like already had, um, I'll edit that part out. Um, <laughs> but he, he really is because he's already. Knows the ups and downs, the industry, yeah. the area, who he's, to talk to. He's taking your pain points out. And yeah. so then hopefully one day, you know, when I'm as old as Dale, um, someone wants to come to me and ask me those questions. I'll, you know, obviously be able to give credit to him and to Tim and to you and, and to the podcast from the lessons I've learned to hopefully help them build their business. Um, and who knows where Portsmouth will be by then. So... Be wary of the old man on the battlefield, for he is alive for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) Only you. you. Dale's done really well surrounding himself with younger people than him. And that's tricky in this business because I've talked to Tim. Tim and I and Mike Mm -hmm. and we've talked about it's tough to find younger people to come in and get them. To see that Prime you've moment. got opportunity. Yeah. I have looked for a long time, and it is hard to, to kind of rein those people mm-hmm. in. I've got a gal that's my office manager that's been with me eight years, and she's younger than I am, but she wants no part of, she's like, I will work to, for you till the day I croak. Uh, or if you mm-hmm. say I'm out, I, whatever, yeah. I will not stay in this industry. I love working for you, and I love our people. But she's like, I don't want the response. I'm like, would you like to have ownership in this? I've got to find a successor for, for right. myself at some point. Mm-hmm. I'll probably slump over there at the damn desk but, <laughs> uh, at 80 years old. But I still have got to find people that to replace to, that are like me, that emulate me. It is tough. Mm-hmm. It is tough. I've worked with the college. I've brought some in, and you're like, Yes, this is what I'm looking for, and they're like, "Man, we just really don't like insurance." <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, "Come on, please, you got to stay." They're like, "We'll help you, and we'll." My people will work for me because they love working for me. Uh-huh. I've had four interns that have all graduated. I've got four of them that still work for me on Saturdays because they're like, "We just like working for you." Yeah. And it's kind of it's fun, and it's fun extra money for us, yeah. but it's tough to find somebody wants an opportunity to be a business owner because that's the opportunity I'm offering them. Right. 
Dale done really well getting people in the doorway mm-hmm. that love. Of this is, you know, what's not to love about this place? Right. And what you pretty, do here. People hate fun. insurance. Are you kidding? They're like, I hate you. I don't, so I don't what, want to talk to you at all. What made you fall in love with it? Huh, because I worked in claims. I, I literally got a temp job when I walked mm-hmm. out of student teaching and said, Phew, I can't do this. There's, mm-hmm. there's just no way. And I realized what the claim side did and what insurance does for people to protect them. Mm-hmm. And I watched somebody lose everything they had because an agent did not provide them with the right coverage. Mm-hmm. Watch them have to sell their home because the insurance company will write the check. Well, here, here's, we're going to pay you the limits. The rest of it's all on you. Right. And here they had to sell their home. They had to sell their cars all because their son went out and had and killed somebody. Wow. And I thought, are you kidding me? What the hell was that agent doing? Was he sleeping? Was he just not mm-hmm. talking to his people? I'm like, I can't go around knowing that there's these risks without taking care of that. And that was my drive and my passion is I wanted to make sure people were taken care of because I never want someone standing on my doorstep saying, you didn't protect me the right way. Right. You didn't show me where, what could happen. And that's where my path, my, I just fell in love with that part of what the good part is when you're handing somebody a check for life insurance. Right. And the good part where, hell, their house is burnt down and you've wrote them mm-hmm. a check and they can replace it. But I, the flip side, when people get sued, that's very scary. It's very emotional. It, mm-hmm. people, you know, they, it's horrible. If you ever get sued, it's not a fun, fun time. Mm-hmm. But that's what you pay insurance for. Right. And hopefully, like hell, it's going to cover it. Mm-hmm. So... It was that, right then and there, I was sitting at a claim, paying out a claim with somebody, and I said, oh my God, they don't have enough money. There's not enough. And I'm literally crying as Mm -hmm. I'm telling them, this is all we can pay. This is what your policy limits are. And I I thought, I never want to be in this position again. So I got out of claims and got a job working as an agent. Instead, I thought, that's what I've got to do. It can't be that cut and dry, not knowing that I can't help anymore. And so that's that's where my passion, why my passion for insurance, that's is, awesome. is cool. because of that story. Yeah. So, if uh, we got a lot of listeners in wanting to start their own business or either have their own business, what I'm going to open a brewery. What walk me through the insurance needs that that I, that I have to have. So you definitely need to have. Uh, some liquor liability insurance <laughs> that's uh that's number one that's uh-huh. the first thing i'm going to go into a brewery and talk to them about if they own the building i want to talk to them about property insurance right I want to talk to assume, them about yeah contents. let's assume we i own the building they own the building you're going to make sure your building's covered so that's your property insurance mm-hmm. then you got general liability that's going to cover all the other other stuff as people fall slip trip um, that's regardless of industry that's regardless of industry Especially when it comes to a brewery, you damn sure want to make sure you got liquor liability. <laughs> uh-huh. Because if you serve somebody and you serve them the, too much, guess what's going to happen? It's your fault. I'm going to sue you. Right. Well, they're going to think it's your fault. They're going to think it's your fault. I've overserved. I've done this. They've gone out to a party. The minute they leave your establishment, they go back and train. And it's the same thing if you were partying at someone's house. Same yeah. thing. You let somebody leave your house and they've been drinking, guess what? Lawyers. Right. Sweet William would tell you. <laughs> Stepping in. Sweet Willie. Yeah. It, it's just, so liquor liability is, is number one. And so many people, I will watch so many restaurants not have that. I'm like, are you nuts? Why would you not? Yeah. That's basically just opening up your checkbook. Mm-hmm. So that's key. you got to have liquor liability. 
So we got to have... And you want to have product liability. If you're selling bottles of beer, you're, the product you're putting out there, you don't want people to get sick. And that was huge for uh, for us, for Doc Spartan. Like, a lot of... a lot of We can't do deals with other companies unless they're listed as a, an additional insurer. Yes. Uh, as a vendor for that. So, right. like, if... Uh, whatever. Rogue Fitness, uh, they... They sell our stuff, and then let's, it's a bad batch, let's say. Knock on wood, it's never happened. Um, Rogue then wants to pin the tail on us That's right. as the manufacturer. And they want themselves covered, so they're like, hey, list us on your policy because we're going to share some limits. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you look at that and you're thinking, oh, my God, do I have enough? Because people are like, where do you get these astronomical numbers? Well, let's go talk to <laughs> Sweet William. Right. He'll tell you where these numbers come from and where they come up in their head because it's that's just how it works. So you can never... Have enough. I always say buy as much as you can afford. So I need property insurance. Mm-hmm. I need liability, general liability. Mm-hmm. I need product insurance yes. if I'm selling um, goods. Yes. Which I mean, if you're a business, you're pretty much either selling service or goods. Um, I would need, I would say, industry specific liability. In this yes. case, the liquor. Um, and employment liability is a big deal. If you're employing people, you should have employment practices liability insurance. That is huge in the industry today. And what does that cover? So what that covers, if you wrongfully terminate somebody and they come after you and say, well, let me sue you. I'm going to sue you because you wrongfully terminated me. And those are hot buttons right now in the courthouse. And we see a ton of people. that That's the first thing when I talk to somebody and a business owner. You need EPLI and you need cyber liability and you need those two things right now and stopgap if you can. Because what stopgap is, is you pay workers' comp. Mm-hmm. But if something happens to somebody when workers' comp doesn't cover, so mm-hmm. I'm married to you and you can no longer work, workers' comp's going to cover your accident that you had here. Mm-hmm. However, if I say, Dale can't perform his marital duties anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not happy about that. I'm going to go sue the employer because he got hurt at work. Oh. And that is a big ordeal. Wow. It's amazing what people will sue for. I mean, oh you'd my. like to think that people are nice and kind and they're like, hey, what about taking your own well, responsibility? When somebody like Sweet William <laughs> starts whispering in their ear, that's say, it. And that's, and, um, you know, here, my. My favorite insurance story is like the number one rule here at the gym is when somebody walks in, they have to sign the waiver. Yeah. The minute they come in here, That's it strange. has to be signed. And, uh, you know, you would just think, okay, well, you know, CrossFit, being in a gym is a quote unquote high risk injury area, et cetera, et cetera. And then the, the automatic response as a gym owner is I know my members, they would never do anything. It would never do anything to sue or harm me. Mm-hmm. Well, that is true. And my num- my favorite like real life case is um, in the old warehouse. We had a we had a drop in visitor come in, and our waiver like is pretty ironclad, yeah. um, and it basically protects any you know from anything to include equipment malfunction. Well, what happened was this lady was doing ring rows, and. The people, her and her partners, were adjusting the rings up and down, and when she went to adjust it, she didn't put the, she didn't have enough slack in the buckle, and so she went to do a ring row, which means she's laying back, putting all her weight on this ring. She right. went to pull, the ring came out, 
And basically, she took a metal ring right to the face. Okay. Which was her or her partner's fault because they were the ones adjusting the straps. Okay. So she broke her nose. She was completely cool about it. Well, you broke your nose. You got to go get that some bitch fixed. Yeah. So she goes, she goes to the urgent care. Um, they're like, okay, well, you're, you have a deviated septum now, which means you're going to have to be, require surgery. Well, in the course of like, well, how did you break your face? Uh, uh, I was at the gym mm-hmm. and the ring came undone. Mm-hmm. Well, that gets written into the re- report. Yes. Okay. Schedules are surgery. Well, then the surgeon screwed the surgery up. Okay. Yeah, no, this is getting bad. Man. So now she's has to get like corrective, reconstructive <laughs> slash plastic surgery to fix the screw up from the original surgery, which was caused by the ring to the face. Wow. So she still like still was super cool about it. Mm-hmm. Had it yeah. Well, then through the course of the insurance paperwork, hey, you are the root cause of this. You are the one to incur the several hundreds of thousands of dollars Ridiculous. for that. And I'm like, probably 18 months into the game at this point. <laughs> and I'm like, why are people... Yeah. I call my insurance agent. Um, who dealt specifically in CrossFit insurance. His name's Von Vernon. Greatest guy ever. He's like, did they sign the waiver? I'm like, yeah. He goes, scan me the copy of it. This is done. (laughs) That's right. And and that's like, that's the key example I tell everybody, like in the gym community. You know, I tell the staff here, I'm like, have to sign the waiver. You can't just tell them they have to sign the waiver. You have to tell them they have to, and you have to explain, like, this is this is why this is the most capturing the waiver is more important than capturing payment information. It's exactly right. That's exactly right. Because that waiver, that signed waiver, saved me several hundred thousands yes. of dollars, which would have bankrupt me and put me out of business. Because it isn't. It isn't always the person. The, like, it's not. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the. the in, it's the. It's the insurance it's, industry. It's, it's the hospital. Right. Oh well, it's just like the first thing. It's not me. It's not me. Oh, it's yeah. their fault. Yeah. My girl just had an accident. She was out on her lunch break picking up her kid, and that's first thing out of their mouth was, "Were you at work?" Yeah. No, I was out picking up my thoughts. See, look how they, they just want to come back right. and blast everybody. Everybody's looking for that dollar. Right. And, and that's, I mean, I love insurance, but I also hate some of the, the language in the industry. Sure. Because, it, it, you know, what about people taking responsibility for their own actions? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can remember doing a Turkish kid up and saying, man, Dale, what if this crushes me right on the head? You know, you're like, it's not going to crush you on the head. You're going to be all right because yeah. we're showing you the proper way to do this. But, you know, as a risk person, I look at those right. things and think, Good thing you got those waivers signed because yeah. it's people are like that. People right. are out looking for money sometimes, and we're fortunate this we don't have a whole lot of that in this community. So, like, in a lot of times, myself included, I'll look at like, although I need this additional insurance, I'm not legally required to have it. Do I really need to pay this extra fifty dollars a month on yes. this policy? Well, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, it just it's a cost of doing. It's a cost of uh, peace. That's right. It's a cost of doing business. Um, hopefully, you never have to pull it out. But 
You just never know. It's just like cyber liability. Everyone's like, well, gosh, do you want cyber liability? Well, I put it on every policy. Explain what that is. So cyber liability is kind of like guys rolling out in the parking lot, and he just hacked your credit card system, okay. and he's got all your people's information. Kind of like what happened with Target, what happened with all these other... Cyber liability is huge today. So if I, my systems at my office got hacked, I have to send a letter out to every one of my clients. I have to have... Face, people will be totally panicked. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's worth it for me to pay the highest dollar amount that I can get, and it's not that expensive, but I've got it because even though I've taken all my precautions I can take with every bit of security that I've, I've paid mm-hmm. the guy to come in and do, I still don't trust it. I'm thinking these people out They'll here find a way. phenomenally mm-hmm. smart that mm-hmm. can just hop right in there and oh, yeah. zip, I'll just take that. And especially at Christmas time, you just... It's just like the squares and stuff like yep. that. What if you drop a square? What if you and you, you plug that? In? I mean, you just don't know how smart some of these guys are. So that's what cyber liability is. It's right. protect your customer information. Gotcha. That's it's not that expensive, and it's the world we live in now. You're not kidding. And the coverage that you can get, you can get the coverage where you got a lawyer. You'll pay for the lawyer to take care of all your mm-hmm. mailings that have to go out. You, oh, you, wow. It covers that cost. You think about how many. I know how many clients I have, and how many mailers I'd have to mm-hmm. go out. I'd be thousands of dollars in mailers mm-hmm. by the time I had <laughs> to go true. out. I'd yeah. be like, what? Yeah. You know, it it, it could crush you. Mm-hmm. It, it right. could just crush a small business. So. Like you said, it's the cost of doing business, and it's the peace of mind. When I go to sleep at night, did I buy everything I could possibly buy in yeah. then some? Am I, are people safe? Am I safe? Is yes. my business safe? You're, you've got to be responsible to protect right. your people. Okay. Good deal. So one final question, mm-hmm. and um, we've had a couple on the show recently. Renee was on the show last week, but as a female business owner... What are some tips or some things in the industry that uh, you love about that, that are hard about that, that um, you see changing, um, at least here in Portsmouth, being a smaller town? Yeah, being a female business owner, who's got some challenges Mm because it's still the good old boy network here. Mm -hmm. I'm fortunate that I've friends with lots of good old boys, mm-hmm. but that's just my makeup. Mm-hmm. However, being a female, and when I was coming in as opening up my agency, there was only one other female that owned an agency here, and she was on her way out. Oh, wow. So I reached out to speak to her to say, hey, you know, I wanted to forge some kind of relationship with her because I thought, you know, if I can't do something, I want to send them to you. It's strange. There's not a whole lot of women that will befriend one another. Mm-hmm. They are extremely territorial. Oh, yeah. And they don't want to be a good advocate for one another. And mm-hmm. I find that being super challenging. Mm-hmm. I don't like that part about it. Right. Because eventually I get tired of being the one to right. reach out. Yeah. And I still do it. Mm-hmm. But I don't do it more than once. <laughs> right. Yeah. So if you don't want to reciprocate, I will always take you to lunch. I, I, right. I take a conscious effort to look at people that are opening businesses that are new, bringing in partnerships, doctors, whatever. I'll reach out. But then if I don't, if I take you once and then you don't reciprocate, then I'm like, you know, I've got to spend my energy elsewhere mm-hmm. because I'm here to help other people. I'm not right. here to just keep taking. Mm-hmm. Right. So... I find that that funny because I've circled back mm-hmm. and I'm still back with the good old boy network. I'd rather be with the guys. Yeah. Because they are way more welcoming mm-hmm. than the females. Or I had, when I first opened, I had Barney April called me and said, I'm so happy that you opened up your own agency. If there's anything I can do for you, you call me. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
Mark Hunter was super, super nice. Hey, you're going to do a great job. C.B. Herman did the same thing. Ralph out at Rosemount City Insurance, which is Glockner's Insurance, we have always had an understanding. We don't step on each other's toes. If mm-hmm. we can't help, we don't take from one another. We can help. We will help one another. But we have a great relationship, relationship because, of that. because of that. Because right. we're not here to cut each other up the back. It's just, it's. I'd like to see... Um, that camaraderie with women and business, but you just don't, I don't, I don't know how to break that. I, right. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not here to steal their business. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm not here to do that. I'm here to. So I, aside from the insurance, which I guess my question is in the insurance industry in general, is it female dominant? Is it male dominant? Male dominant. There's not a whole lot of, not a whole lot of gals out there. If you look okay. here, just in our area, there's only two other girls I think that are now just coming in to the area right just not it's still so it's it's a male dominated it is um but aside from the insurance agency just opening a business here in Portsmouth keeping it running and being successful as a female do you think that that's been easier do you think that that's been Tougher. I think it's been tougher. There's yeah. sometimes a lot of people don't take you seriously, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Golly, how many?" And if you get one advocate, mm-hmm. you, they can navigate some waters for you. Mm-hmm. Which I've been very fortunate. I've had some guys that have said, ah, "Well, we'll just tag you and bring you right along." And yeah, I've been fortunate for that. So it has been tough. Uh-huh. I think it's changed some. I see. I see a little bit looser, mm-hmm. maybe, but it's, I think it's because of your generation is, is it's different. It's a different mm-hmm. model what's coming through. Okay. And yeah. I think you guys have somehow cracked that code somehow, some way. Yeah. That's kind of along the same lines of what Renee said in our episode last week, just the times are changing, the mm-hmm. tides are changing, like, and Dale made a good point, like, women don't know what their limits are, you know, like, right. as far as at least in like the weight room and that's something that I took away like I can just we can just keep setting goals and and achieving them and achieving them and achieving them and I think like if we get more female business owners in Bonifoto in Portsmouth mm-hmm. like that that trickle system will it does will carry on and I think there needs to be more part there should be more partnerships I would partner with somebody in a heartbeat mm-hmm. if it was a oh, right fit with, with me I've done partnerships before and they were good partnerships when we we broke when I first bought this building over here. I owned rental property with mm-hmm. another person. I owned a bail company with another person. She and I partnered. And when I realized, gosh, I really don't want my hand on the pulse on that anymore. It's great <laughs> money. Mm-hmm. I just, that's, yeah. I got to separate right. that out. It was an amicable split. Yeah. And a lot of people can do it. A lot of people can't do it. But I thought, I am all about being a part. I'm one of those people where I love to do the paperwork part. And that's yeah. what she misses today. She's like, God, I wish we wouldn't have done that. You could have just been the silent partner and just taking care of the money part because you're so good at the, the detail part. Right. Mm-hmm. See, I think that you, with a partnership, I know with Third and Court, we're a four-way partnership. And we all bring something so unique to the table. Like... Dale with advertising and Connor just with simply with his design and his vision. Yeah. Like it forces me to see things differently, even in Portsmouth. Like I'm like, Oh, that's kind of cool. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's beautiful in itself. And, and you learn stuff from each other and then people don't realize like just because you're a partner doesn't mean it's forever. That's right. You know, and knowing when to, to let go or to move on, like you said, having to separate that is really important to be able to see that that's exactly it and you learn a lot and you bring a lot and Mm -hmm. they are wonderful experiences and i have a 
been toying with the something lately. I, Jeremy Frazee and I have talked about it for several times. He's like, why aren't we in a building where we are all under one house? Yeah. Because we circle around, like where you have the lawyer, you have the estate planner, you have the accountant, you have the insurance person, and you have the financial person. Uh-huh. Like, we don't, we're not saying we want to be a conglomerate. What we're right. saying is, is we want to be able to offer everybody something and be able to help right. everybody. Right. One-stop shop. Like, yeah. like here, what you've built here. Oh, you guys yeah. have already done that. You've mm-hmm. got Doc Spartan here. you got Third and Court here. you got the gym here. It all coincides. It's, it's right. all coincides. And I love it that I'm just right around the corner. Oh. I love it. Anytime I do something and post something, like, hey, don't forget, right around the corner. Someone posted about Small Business Saturday. I'm like, well, hey, don't forget about Third and yeah. Court. They're yeah. right there around the corner. What's yeah. wrong with you people? They're right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I love that you guys have already done that. And we love, like I said in the beginning, all the support that you give us. And and any event, you know, you've helped us. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, the gauntlet every year. And the no matter what we're trying to do, you're always like, hey, I want to be a part of that. You come and show your support, like, at the Doc Spartan party. Like, mm-hmm. more than just a... I'd like to see Dale on the whole whole street. Buy back the block. <laughs> I would, too. I'd like to see him. <laughs> I, I mean, that's my dream. I'd love mm-hmm. to see Dale... Have the other bookends here, and mm-hmm. just rip all this out in between. Oh yeah, astroturf or whatever. You know. <laughs> uh, something. I mean, I just a, a zip line. Yeah, <laughs> just make a. We'll connect your building. Board. It'd yeah. be great. We could just get. I could just zip right on over. But yeah. I. That's um, that's my vision. If I have to think, gosh, Dale needs to do that. I mean, you've, you're really out of space again. Yeah. You have grown so much, you're out of space again. Yeah. You never want to wish time away, and I certainly don't, but I really am excited, not just for the gym, obviously for the gym, but Third and Court, Doc Spartan, Second Street, Bony Fiddle. Yeah. Just to see, like, five, ten years from now, six months from now, the changes that are going to be made um, in this area, and it's it's really exciting, but there's a lot of work that has to be there done. A lot of insurance that needs to be purchased before that That's can right. happen. That's exactly right. <laughs> so I can if I I need to get all this insurance. Where do I, how do I get it? Where do I go? Oh, let's see. Well, you could come right over to my office there on <laughs> the corner with the market. You can go to our website, farmersinsurance.com. You can go to donnawoolleryagency.com. You can jump on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You can Instagram, Twitter, call my cell seven four zero three five seven seven one eight nine. Perfect. Perfect. Anytime. Awesome. What's your email address? It's dwoolery at farmersagent.com. There you go. Awesome. Right there. Well, thank you so much for coming on the thank show. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm honored that y'all even thought of We it. love Aww. just having you stop down. At so. least we can do. I love, I love to come here. Yeah. It's the best. Good. All right. Well, it, thank you guys for listening. Um, if you haven't done so already, we have some codes for you guys. Use the code podcast on our third and court website to get 10% off your purchase would come in awfully handy right about now since the holidays are right around the corner. Same thing on Doc Spartan. Use the code podcast to get 10% off of your purchase on their website. Tim's, unfortunately, once again, Tim is not here to uh, deliver his, his awesome deals, but he'll give you $250 off their parts and services. Off a car. Off of a car. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yes. So they're... <laughs> Off of a vehicle um, <laughs> on their lot. So, um, pays to listen. Sure That's does. true. Thank you guys so much for Thank tuning in. Thank you guys. In. Thank you. Make a little money. Make a little love. Get a little help from the love of a
need no spotlight to shine on me. What I got, I didn't get for free. I broke my back and skinned my knees. Working hard just to stay alive. I don't need much, just enough to survive. Make a dollar. Trying to make a dollar.